I V M. Hi, I'm Utsav, a behavior researcher by training and a slow traveler by passion. Postcards from Nowhere is a travel podcast where I condense a decade of travel experiences and explore not just the where but also the why and how to travel. My stories emerge from slow traveling the less explored parts of the world: Bosnia and Herzegovina, Armenia, Uzbekistan, and even China. At the end of each story, I give practical tips and new ideas about how to travel better. This week, on the fourth episode of the Great Migration, we travel circularly between Uganda and India, following the destinies of Gujaratis and uncovering the complexities of identity and home in the ever-shifting landscape of migration. 5th August 1972 in a southeast african republic a military dictator known to have brutally killed thousands of his own countrymen delivers a speech dubbed as a farewell speech he refers to the migrants who had arrived to build a railway line in his country they had arrived in the 1890s mostly coming from punjab with indentured contracts of 3 to 5 years along with them came another community of indians who set up trading posts all along this railway line and went on to become some of the most successful entrepreneurs in the country the railway line itself brought prosperity to this country the speech however was not a thank you to the migrants this was actually the asian farewell speech with one stroke of the pen the military dictator gave the migrants the ultimatum to leave the country in 90 days in another world Long before he became famous for creating the cult show Ramayan for national television, Ramanand Sagar was making films. In 1976, very unlike the Sanskari Ramayan, Ramanand Sagar made an action thriller film Charas, starring Dharmendra, Hema Malini, and Asrani. But what is common to the dictator of a Southeast African republic and a Ramanand Sagar film? This is the story of a great Indian exodus from Uganda under the despotic dictator Idi Amin. The film Charas is set against the backdrop of a young Dharmendra departing Uganda post the 90 day ultimatum. In those few months of 1972, almost 50,000 Indians had to flee Uganda leaving almost everything behind. The scene is vividly portrayed in the film The Last King of Scotland for which Forrest Whitaker won an Oscar for best actor. but long after the initial exodus begins another story answering the central question where did the fleeing indians go growing up in my small town of anand i was no stranger to migration the anand district along with guntur in coastal andhra pradesh became major sites of american emigration and received large amounts of remittances and diasporic philanthropy in return however one thing which i remember clearly was a car dealership these dealerships were spread all across anand padodra and andabad east africa motors the trading community that set up posts near the railway lines in uganda were gujaratis who went on to become the most affluent community not only in uganda but also in kenya and tanzania comprising the region of east africa out of the 50000 who left uganda about 5000 of them returned to india even though some of them were ugandan citizens upon their return a fundamental question arose what do we do with the refugees the problem became further complicated by the fact that most of these indians were actually british passport holders according to the indian government this was more of a british problem than an indian one however a number of expelled indians were turned away from london 
partly due to Britain's 1968 Immigration Act, which was based on the principle of partiality. It restricted immigration to the United Kingdom based on birth, parental birth, and naturalization. Eventually, the government of India was ready to take in Uganda Indians who gave up their British passports and took Indian citizenship. If you set foot in present-day Ahmedabad, it would be unlikely you would find yourself wandering into these spaces. Located in Nagar, not far from the renowned Indian Institute of Management, is a cooperative housing society. It comprises approximately 86 independent bungalows named the Uganda Society. In 1974, Ramesh Bhai Khamar and other Ugandan refugees carrying British passports who had not received any initial assistance from the Indian government to resettle, made a successful plea to purchase land and develop a housing society for refugees. Their plan specified that society members would be British passport-holding Ugandan Indian refugees. And the reason they gave for returning to India rather than going to Britain was that India is home. On the other side of the famed Sabarmati River, in the area of Maninagar, sits Uganda Park. The neighborhood is officially called Dariyapar Gurjari Vasahat Cooperative Housing Society Limited, or effectively a refugee residence. With the help of Vikas Chandra Shah, a member of the Labour Ministry of Gujarat, the Ugandan Indian refugees were able to secure a loan from the government of India to purchase 31,000 square yards. Unlike the Uganda society, the bungalows in Uganda Park are more modest and in closer proximity to each other. So, what is the difference between the two societies? The Uganda society in Namnagar primarily resettled those holding British passports and the Uganda Park resettled those holding largely Indian passports. The Khamars, who helped start the Uganda society, described those who maintained their Indian citizenship as being from working-class, lower-skilled professional and service fields in Uganda. Both these societies, in the eyes of the Indian government, were the same. However, there were distinctions drawn by the refugees themselves as one group refused to be seen as ordinary refugees holding on to their erstwhile privilege. Eventually, many of these refugees became twice migrants. In the 1990s, the government of Uganda announced a reparation scheme. Between 1991 and 1996, close to 2,000 properties in Uganda were repossessed and returned to their original Indian owners. For some claimants, it has been a cumbersome bureaucratic process of presenting deeds and titles. For most, however, it was far more arduous. Locating their own original paperwork or their families was the challenge given the circumstances under which they left Uganda in 1972. One of those who returned to reclaim the property, Pankaj Patel, recalled how he expected to find no remnants of his former life. He described his discoveries as bittersweet and revealing. One thing people say is that many things are lost. One thing that is very interesting is that if you go to the department and ask about your car license or driver's permit, everything is there. If I just go and say, I had a license back in 1950, this is 50 years old, but I will get a record. I went to the company to find a record about my father and how he started a business between 1915 and 1920. But you know, those records have been kept. The most destroyed was when we came here in Kampala to stay. We were looted twice in our house. Everything was taken away from us. Maybe it's wrong to always complain about the old photographs, the family pictures, you know, and even our gods. They took them away and then they came back to our place and said, Do you want to buy this one? The things that they took away and then tried to sell back to us. Everything. Not even a single spoon was left in our home in 1985. 
those are the things that are in our prayers in our prayers we forgive them one of the things which migrants often long for is the return home but when you are a twice displaced migrant what is home where do you belong and what is your identity the economist chinmay tumbe pertinently says if the major ideological battle of the 20th century was between capitalism and communism in the 21st century it is likely to be between cosmopolitanism and nativism when we encounter migrants at home and abroad we must remember that notions of home are nuanced and constantly shifting If you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on the IVM podcast app or ivmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are at IVM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to reach out to me, I am Utsav Memory on Twitter and YV Travel 42 on Instagram. 